Well, just when the college football gods giveth, the college football gods taketh away. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to get that extra $30 off of your order. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Lyon, and as always, thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcast daily. And I'm not going to lie, this isn't going to be a fun show today. It's not, at least in the first half of the show. Now, I promise as the show moves on, we're going to move on to some better news for South Carolina football. We're going to discuss some positive developments that could be leading up to maybe a couple new additions for South Carolina, potentially in the next few weeks or so. But before we touch on all of that, we got to talk about the transfer portal news that took place on Monday for South Carolina. And in terms of South Carolina's tight end room in particular, it hit South Carolina really hard. And it ended with Jaheim Bell on Monday night. Jaheim Bell officially announced that he was entering the transfer portal late last night. Based on the message that he posted on social media, it does not seem like that there's any inclination that he could potentially come back to South Carolina I hate to say, Gamecock fans, this looks like a move that is going to stick. It doesn't look like that Jaheim Bell is going to end up coming back to South Carolina one way or another. So here's what I will say. With the entire situation, I can understand if you are frustrated, if you're upset, if you hate the fact that this is the way things are ending with Jaheim Bell. But I will say this. Do not take it out on him, okay? And I know the majority of you are not going to do that. I know the majority of you are going to be reasonable, and you're going to use really sound logic when trying to think through this entire situation and how it's all unfolded, which I will get into in just a moment. But if you are unhappy, do not direct your unhappiness towards Jaheim Bell. Don't direct it towards any family members. Just do not do that, okay? Because if you do, that's how generalizations can start for a decent faction of the fan base. So just do yourself a favor. Find something else to do. Go for a walk. Do whatever you have to do. But go on social media. If you know that's something that you might end up doing. Okay. Now. Let's get into Jaheim Bell. And what all led to this. What all led to Jaheim Bell. Arguably one of the best most talented tight ends in college football. Deciding that he is now going to seemingly leave South Carolina. Well. To put everything into context, I'm going to simply list off real quick his stats through the first eight games of the 2021 and 2022 season. Starting off in 2021, through eight games in the regular season, Jaheim Bell had 17 catches for 278 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. This was with a first-year coaching staff, 
three different quarterbacks at the helm in that eight-game stretch, and Josh Van being the only other consistent receiving threat on this offense. In 2022, Jaheim Bell was coming back with another year of experience in this system under a second-year coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball. Antoine Wells from James Madison transferred in. Jalen Brooks was all the way back from all the things he dealt with off the field the previous season. Austin Starter transferred in at tight end. Spencer Rattler transferred in, of course, at quarterback. The entire offensive line returned. And again, the coaching staff had another year here at the program. Another year in terms of being more familiar with the personnel and the players on this roster. So when you add all that into consideration... You combine all those factors together. You would think with someone of Jaheim Bell's talent that he would have exploded this year. That was the visions that a lot of game cognition and quite honestly, a lot of college football pundits and analysts had regarding Jaheim Bell in 2022. And yet this was a stat line in terms of receiving in the first eight games of the season. 13 receptions, 157 receiving yards, and zero receiving touchdowns and of course that stretch I believe ironically enough was ended with the Missouri game which I believe is a game where Jaheim Bell did not get a single catch I know that for a fact and I don't believe he even got a single target in that game which obviously don't have to dive too much into just how horrific that is how incredulous that is how criminal it is that that game ever played out the way it did for Jaheim Bell But needless to say, Jaheim Bell is entering the portal and more than likely leaving South Carolina because this is one of the most grotesque misutilizations of an elite offensive playmaker that I've seen in my lifetime watching South Carolina football. For context, I started watching South Carolina football games in 2006. And listen, I know that Jaheim Bell is not the only star player in college football that had this situation probably unfold for him this past year. I know there's plenty of other examples that you might be able to pluck and find. But considering all of the circumstances in terms of what all came back and what all was added to this team, this was an absolute disaster of epic proportions in terms of how Jaheim Bell was used in this offense in 2022. So quite honestly, he has every right to go into the portal and to go somewhere else. Can you really blame him? Objectively speaking, can you blame him? You cannot sit here and say, in my opinion, that the transfer portal is ruining college football or that NIL is ruining college football. Don't sit there and take the easy answer here and point to one of those two answers as the sole factor for why Jaheim Bell is leaving. The play calling, which subsequently hurt Jaheim Bell and how he was used in this offense in 2022, probably almost stands alone as the main reason why you're now seeing number zero walking out that door. The seeds were planted for this to potentially happen a long while ago, probably about halfway to two-thirds of the way through the season, especially after the Missouri game, where Jaheim Bell's mom at one point was going on social media, pretty much lambasting the fact that Her son was not that involved in the offense, that he wasn't even being given any chance to touch the football. So, when looking at this entire situation, what adverse impacts could come of this? I can tell you right now, 
I have to be honest. This is something that Spencer Rattler is going to consider when thinking about if he wants to come back. Because the bottom line is, I've mentioned this before, this is something a lot of sports fans say and analysts. Great players want to play with other great players. Not having Jaheim Bell back on this team is going to hurt South Carolina's chances to some degree regarding trying to get Spencer Rattler to come back here. It's going to hurt them. Jaheim Bell being gone means that there's going to be one less weapon that the new offensive coordinator is going to be able to utilize. Now, does that make it a deal breaker for a ton of offensive coordinators? Probably not. If those guys are confident enough in their own abilities, they're probably not going to all of a sudden say, you know what? You lost that tight end right there. I don't want to take this job. If that's the case, they're probably not fit for this job in the first place. It's certainly, though, not going to help in this entire process now. If an offensive coordinator has still yet to be hired behind the scenes. Now, another question you may ask is, does this speed up the timeline on when a new OC hire will be announced? I don't think so, personally. Because based on how this whole thing's unfolded, it seems like that this was coming. And subsequently, if that's the case, then there's no reason for anyone in that building to be caught off guard by what else happened here. And if there is anyone that's caught off guard, again then there are bigger problems that South Carolina needs to address, if that is the case. Does this increase South Carolina's aggressiveness in the transfer portal when it comes to the tight end position? 1,000% yes. And not just because Jaheim Bell is walking out the door, because there is another notable offensive player who is also seemingly leaving South Carolina, specifically from the tight end room. And I'm going to dive into his situation specifically in just a few moments, right here on this Tuesday edition of Locked on Gamecocks. But before I get into Austin Stogner entering the portal, I want to let y'all know that today's show is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks has everything that you need to give a gift that's simply perfect. Gifts like perfectly aged tender steaks, juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals. A gourmet gift from Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart. A gift they'll remember with every unforgettable bite. Plus, with this special offer, you can get $30 off of your order as long as you meet the minimum order requirement. You could shop early and beat the shipping rush. And whether you're shopping for friends, family, colleagues, or yourself, every order is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. Look... Obviously, we're getting into the winter time now, so you're probably not going to want to go out to the grill as much. You're going to want to stay inside and try to stay all nice and toasty. You might end up having a few long days at work when combining that with all the shopping you're doing during the holiday season to where you're going to come back and you don't want to have to go through the mess of prepping a bunch of stuff. Well, the thing is Omaha Steaks has certain items that they provide and that they allow you to order where you know, maybe it's already pre-marinated, pre-seasoned, like their pork chops. Again, I, we've had some of that before in my family. We loved those things. So if you want to save a family member or a friend all that time having to go through all that work, then get them Omaha Steaks today. Visit omahasteaks.com using the promo code Locked On at checkout to get that extra $30 off of your order. Again, a minimum order requirement might be in place to get that $30 off deal. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks 
every single day. All right, so as I alluded to earlier, Jaheim Bell was not the only tight end that entered the transfer portal on Monday. As far earlier in the day, Austin Stogner announced that he was also going to enter the portal as a graduate transfer. Now, since he has entered the transfer portal, Austin Stogner, according to some people from Oklahoma's 24-7 Sports affiliate website, has been officially crystal balled to head back to Oklahoma, where he was for three years or so before he came to South Carolina. Now, crystal ball basically means that they're predicting that he is going to come back. So, why did Austin Stogner go into the transfer portal? Well, I do believe that a part of the reason why he did go into the portal is probably similar to Jaheim Bell, the way that he was used in this offense or the lack of his usage in the 2022 season at South Carolina. Look, Austin Stogner came here and, again, maybe wasn't completely sold on it, but probably had the idea that, you know, look, being paired up with Jaheim Bell, who is kind of somewhat the antithesis in terms of play style compared to Austin Stogner, who's a big, long-rangey guy that can move well for his size, but is mainly going to be known for his catch radius, while Jaheim Bell's a guy that can pretty much stretch the field horizontally and vertically and be moved all over the place. That those two are going to complement one another to a great deal in the passing game. And they just never saw that. And I think that Austin Stogner probably, behind the scenes, was frustrated somewhat because of that. Austin Stogner, quite frankly, was used a lot more in terms of his blocking. Did a lot of kickout blocks where he pretty much lined up as a wing tight end in South Carolina's formation and just ran straight across to the other side of the offensive line where, again, he would kick out a defensive end or linebacker that was left unblocked by the other tight end or offensive tackle on that side of the formation. That was pretty much the main thing that Austin Stogner did throughout the majority of the year. And the other thing is, when looking at the latter portion of the 2022 season, Nate Atkins, who was a transfer from East Tennessee State that came in here for his final year of eligibility, he ate into a lot more of the playing time pie that is divvied out between all the different tight ends in that room, and Jaheim Bell and Stogner and Nate Atkins and Travion Keenan to a certain degree, maybe even sometimes Wyatt Campbell. But Nate Atkins started to get a lot more snaps in the latter portion of the season compared to even Austin Stogner, and essentially became South Carolina's number two tight end. And if Jaheim Bell was playing running back like he was at the end of the season, he pretty much was South Carolina's de facto number one, quite honestly. And again, Nate Atkins, he's a really solid player. I think that at this point, he has more than proven his value and worth as a tight end. Obviously, fantastic blocker, a guy that is willing to do just about anything that is asked of him on the offensive side of the ball. And as he showed in the Clemson game, he's got some pretty nice hands too. So when you combine all of those factors, it seems like that Austin Stogner, you know, wanted to not only get a chance to play more to end his college career. But at the same time, it seems like that he may want to go back home. His home is originally Plano, Texas, which I don't know how far away that is from Norman, Oklahoma, where the University of Oklahoma is located. But 
again, obviously coming way closer to his family and friends back in the Midwest. And while nothing is official yet as of this show recording, as of this moment, it seems like everything is trending towards Austin Stogner going back to Oklahoma. So best of luck to Austin Stogner. Thank you for being a Gamecock. Same to Jaheim Bell, also um, mentioning him earlier, of course, in the show. Now, in terms of how this could affect Spencer Rattler, of course, I mentioned earlier how Jaheim Bell, his move, that could move the needle on Spencer Rattler's decision-making process of whether or not he's going to come back to South Carolina. Regarding Austin Stogner, I don't think that Stogner leaving South Carolina is going to mean quite as much to Spencer Rattler. And I get it. These two guys are tied together because of what all happened in terms of how their transfer commitments unfolded this past offseason. But to be honest, y'all, looking back, I don't think these guys were necessarily a package deal where it was like, look, wherever that guy is going, I'm going with him. I don't think that that was necessarily the case. I think it just happened to work out quite well that South Carolina was in contact with Austin Stogner from just about the beginning of when he entered the transfer portal and Stogner was able to help open up a line of communication between Spencer Rattler and head coach Shane Beamer here at South Carolina. And it all just ended up sort of, again, working out at the end of the day. I don't think that Stogner leaving is going to affect Rattler in terms of whether or not he comes back here, though. I just don't see that happening. So, South Carolina, of course, is looking like they're going to lose now their top three tight ends, basically. Stogner and Bell to the portal. And Nate Atkins is going to be all out of eligibility after the Gator Bowl against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. But South Carolina, it seems like, is already moving ahead in terms of looking to the future and who they could have on this roster. As they dispensed an offer to Maryland tight end C.J. Dipri, who entered the transfer portal earlier this week, I believe. So, what does C.J. Dipri bring as a portal target? Well, overall, based on some of the game highlights that I saw on YouTube, C.J. Dipri is a quicker and younger version of Austin Stogner in terms of his size, his overall athleticism, and his skill set that he brings. To top it all off, this guy even wears the number 18 jersey just like Austin Stogner. Now, in regards to some quick information on C.J. Dipri, Dipri is a rising junior who is currently listed at 6'5", 260 pounds. He has three years to play, too. Basically, two years left of eligibility. The COVID rule does not apply to him because he enrolled at Maryland for the 2021 recruiting cycle after those COVID rules were put into effect for 2020. Now, in terms of his 2022 stat line, C.J. Dupree saw a massive jump in pretty much every statistical category as he recorded 30 receptions for 314 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Now, in order to get a better idea of sort of what C.J. Dupree is looking for, how he would describe his own game, and if he has any connections to South Carolina and what his thoughts were on their season, I actually personally reached out to C.J. Dupree to sort of get a gauge on where he stands with all these kinds of questions. So when asking C.J. Dipri what he is looking for in his new home, he is looking for a program who's going to incorporate the tight end in their offense and that can develop him into an NFL caliber tight end. I think that South Carolina checks that box. They have put multiple tight ends in the NFL over the past 10, 15 years. 
It would have been a couple more if Jaheim Bell and Austin Stockton were sticking around. Again, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. But either way, they've had a good history at the tight end position. In terms of how he described his game, CJ said that he is a versatile big body that can both catch passes and help block the C-gap, basically lining up in line with either offensive tackle at the line of scrimmage. So again, just like Austin Stogner. In terms of prior connections to anyone at South Carolina or with the program itself, CJ said that he has connections with Taylor Edwards, who happens to be the director of player personnel at South Carolina. And he was in that same role at Maryland for pretty much the entire 2021 recruiting cycle all the way up until February of 2021 when he was hired by Shane Beamer in South Carolina. Now, when talking about South Carolina's season, he didn't really have a whole lot to say there, pretty much saying that South Carolina had a good year but can always improve just like everyone else. And since I had my conversation with CJ, I did also see online that reports are surfacing that Dippery is going to be visiting South Carolina sometime this next week. So the wheels are already going in motion here, y'all, regarding this recruitment of CJ Dippery in the transfer portal. This is going to be a guide to watch moving forward, and based on how quickly things are taking shape, I would not be surprised if South Carolina, at the minimum, is a strong finalist in this recruitment here of Maryland tight end C.J. Dippery. Now, moving on from all of the transfer portal talk specifically, I promise y'all we are done with all that for today's show. Not all of Monday's news was bad. There was some good news for South Carolina on the high school football recruiting front. And I'm going to dive into that in just a couple of moments. But I do want to also let y'all know that today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Now, real quickly, I want to let y'all know about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors. Cookie Dough Topper, Coconut Brownie Bar, and Coconut Brownie Topper. If you have not tried either of these three flavors, or if you haven't even tried Built Bar at all, I can tell y'all from personal experience, I've eaten a bunch of their protein bars in the past all the way up till now. You are missing out if you have not tried out Built Bar. These bars are made with 100% real chocolate, which is what anyone would want in their protein bar. And these bars, while only being 130 calories, are still packed with 17 grams of protein and most importantly, minimal amounts of sugar for those of you who are looking after your sugar intake. Built Bar will quite literally change your life forever. I promise y'all that. They have a plethora of other flavors that they offer as well. You can order a mixed box today from Built Bar of five different flavors in order to try and expand your horizons or, again, just to see what all it is that they have to offer. So get 15% off of your order right now from Built.com by using the promo code LOCKEDON15. Again, go to Built.com and get 15% off of your order right now using the promo code LOCKEDON15. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. Okay, so let's get on into the welcome home that was posted by Shane Beamer on Monday afternoon. Now, Shane Beamer used the hashtag 24 ever to the 
which in Shane Beamer's tweets basically is signifying that this was a 2024 recruit that he just got a commitment from. Now there, as of this moment, has not been any sort of announcement made on social media or been any reports made about who this commitment is. And it could end up being a while before South Carolina fans find out who the newest member of the Gamecock family is going to be. Now, admittedly, with the things that have sort of changed with my job and everything since I was last doing all this stuff over the summertime period leading into football season, I'm not going to try to usually speculate too much regarding these welcome home tweets, but especially with everything that happened with the transfer portal and Jaheim Bell and Austin Stogner, again, both seemingly looking like they are leaving South Carolina for good as of this moment in time, I feel like that y'all deserve to get to try to speculate some on who this new welcome home prospect might be. So when I think of who the welcome home could be for the 2024 class in this case, I think it's one of either two players, athlete Mazio Bennett or edge defender Dylan Stewart. Now, to start off with Mazio Bennett, Mazio Bennett, as I've mentioned before, he was a constant presence on South Carolina's campus in the past 11 to 14 months or so. He's visited South Carolina seven times total throughout this entire process. And yes, he is currently committed to the Tennessee Volunteers. I believe he committed to them basically not long after they had knocked off the Alabama Crimson Tide at home back on the third Saturday in October. However, I did say, I believe not long after he committed that I understood that Shane Beamer and this staff were certainly not going to give up. And considering the fact that Mazio Bennett is an in-state kid from the Greenville area, they've got good reason to not give up. Because when looking at some of the guys who could be walking out of the door pretty soon at that wide receiver position especially, and how some of the youth are looking on this roster right now, you need to get some more guys at the wide receiver position. The thing is, and I know that some of y'all brought this up when I discussed his commitment originally, Some of y'all said you can always use the transfer portal. Y'all, that is not how recruiting works, okay? The transfer portal, yes, you can dive in there and just grab 20 to 24 guys like Lincoln Riley did, Southern Cal, or like Dion is probably getting ready to do at Colorado, quite honestly, and try to use that to completely change the entire makeup of the roster. You can also use it to patch up certain holes at certain positions. But the thing is, y'all, when you abide by that strategy for so long, for multiple cycles in a row at certain positions, like wide receiver, here's the thing. At some point, you're going to start to alienate high school coaches, high school football programs. And when it comes to your own home state, your own recruiting base within your state borders, You do not want to mess up those relationships in particular. That is how you basically are shunned from certain programs. Your communication lines are completely broken. Kids end up going maybe to Clemson or North Carolina or Georgia or Florida instead of your school because of X, Y, and Z that I just mentioned referred to just a few moments ago. So, with Mazio Bennett, This recruitment is very important to say the least. And I do believe that the staff did stop by Greenville High School on Monday to see them. They are out recruiting right now. So look, it would make sense that they would have gone out to see Mazio Bennett. Now, admittedly, 
it would be a bit surprising because you would think that maybe it would take more than just stopping by to see him maybe at school or at home for him to change his mind. But, you know, obviously, I know that either way, Gamecock fans would not complain if Maziel Bennett decided to change his mind on his commitment from Tennessee and maybe decide to flip to South Carolina. So he could be one prospect that this welcome home is referring to. The other one could be Dylan Stewart, a 2024 edge defender out of the Washington, D.C. area. Now, Dylan Stewart has already visited South Carolina four times up to this point in the recruiting process. He quite literally rushed the field when South Carolina defeated, ironically enough, the Tennessee Volunteers back in Week 12 of the regular season. He has named South Carolina his leader publicly two major recruiting analysts for some of the big recruiting websites. And from all accounts, he has a great relationship with edge defender and outside linebackers coach Sterling Lucas. Now, of course, there's a long ways to go here. So whoever ends up committing, South Carolina is more than likely going to have to fend off a lot of good programs to keep that commitment in their class. But based on the timing of everything and based on how strong the relationship is between both of these guys and certain coaches on South Carolina's staff, I have to believe that it's one of these two guys. And again, it could wind up being a good while before either of them announces. Maybe it won't be too terribly long, but haven't seen really anything yet on you know what a timeline could look like. So we will, of course, find out as time passes. But needless to say, again, South Carolina did not have a completely terrible day on Monday, but I obviously can understand if some of y'all have a real sour taste in your mouth with everything that you saw, just find certain things to do to get your mind off of all this stuff and maybe, yeah, allow things to fester for just the next 24 hours, but try to move on from it afterwards. Because again, I understand, especially when it feels like that it is something that is out of the fan base's control and there wasn't a whole lot that could have been done in order to try to prevent some of the stuff from happening when, you've, when you're in a situation like that, then, yeah, this kind of stuff happening just stinks. But this is the new reality of college football. If you do not appease the players, if you do not utilize them correctly, if there's promises that are broken, the list goes on and on and on. If you do not meet all of their needs, or at least a very specific need, they're gone. Just like that. More now than ever, coaches have got to be looking after the players' best interests. And if you're not doing that enough, guess what? Your players are going to be leaving every year and you will fall behind. Now, obviously, South Carolina has a chance to correct and right the ship with this offensive coordinator higher. And you're going to need to do that if you're Shane Beamer because you do not want this kind of situation to play out again. Because if it does, South Carolina's fan base next time, the response might be way more volatile when looking at all this. So, what are y'all's thoughts on Jaheim Bell and Austin Stogner going into the transfer portal? What are your thoughts on CJ Dippery and him potentially becoming a South Carolina Gamecock, being a big-time target for them in this portal window? And who do you think the welcome home is from Monday afternoon? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube. Or you can also shoot me a message at A-Line underscore SC, and I'll be sure to respond to you as quickly as I see your message. And once again, don't forget to make the Locked On Sports Today podcast your second listen today now that you have listened or watched to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I thank y'all once again for tuning into today's show. I hope that y'all have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I will catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.